friends, it is almost free agent frenzy, and uh, Winnipeg is going to have to deal with quite a few free agents of its own. We'll take a look at some of the outstanding free agents the Jets need to make decisions on, who they should let go, who they should bring back, and then also check out free agents from around the league that, you know, maybe the Jets should take a punt on. All of this coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy this podcast and want to stay tuned to the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Uh, we've got audio and video versions of this podcast available, so whatever format is most convenient for you, whether you want to take us on the go or watch us at home, you've got us on all of your favorite platforms 24-7 every weekday. So again, thank you so much for your support. And uh, now it's time to talk about, obviously, some big things for the Jets. Um, we're still waiting for updates on Barry Trotz. It does sound like he is getting interviewed with other teams, including maybe Philadelphia and Vegas. Uh, the Golden Knights actually got linked by David uh, Pegnota on Twitter to potentially interviewing Paul Maurice, which if Maurice goes to uh, Vegas, that's obviously very good news for the Jets. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be a very full circle kind of thing, right? You have your, your former coach go to the team that uh, ended up ousting the Jets a couple of years ago in that heartbreaking conference uh, uh, final. So, yeah. Uh, we're, we're still waiting for trots. Let's just hope that he ends up pulling through or at least another really good candidate, um, Claude Julian. Hey, you want to come to the Jets? I'm totally down with that. Uh, plenty of candidates out there. And uh, let's hope that the Jets assemble a really good staff to support whoever it is uh, that will become the next Jets head coach. But in the meantime, obviously, the Jets have a lot of decisions to make when it comes to free agents. We've talked uh, about a couple of them for Winnipeg. <clears throat> guys like Stastny, Veselainen, etc. Um, there's a few more names that I think are really worth shouting out. Uh, and the first one that we're going to start off with is Mason Appleton. Appleton came back um, this this season for, I believe it was like a fourth round pick, which, you know, it's pretty reasonable, right? Um, Mason is uh, a, a guy who's shown promise as a decent third liner. Um, he's played center and wing, so he's got that versatility. Now, I, I think a lot of people have said, <clears throat> that he was like the next Andrew Cop, And I think in certain stylistic uh, areas, yes, Appleton definitely aligns with the kind of game that Cop plays, but I think Mason is a lot less capable of actually driving play. Uh, if you give Appleton guys like Lowry or um, similarly defensively minded centers, guys who are very strong in possession, Mason actually does have some pretty cool tricks up his sleeve that I think he can definitely use to his, to his advantage. But uh, in terms of being like a high-end elite playmaker or a really good for checking presence who can really chip in tons of points like Cop does, 
Uh, Mason's just not really going to be that guy. Unless something really changes with him, I think what we're seeing with him is that he probably is, uh, at best, really like a third or a fourth liner. So, you know, I, I don't know that it's really a necessity to bring him back for more than like a season or two. I would probably qualify him and then kind of go from there. Uh, you know, Mason, I, I think he's a decent player, but I don't really expect him to start racking up the points left and right. I think, you know, what we see with him being maybe a 20 point guy a season is probably what it's going to be capped at unless he suddenly explodes. I, I think the conditions would have to be really favorable for his own, like, uh, personal line pairings and combos to actually realize uh, some of the skill sets and techniques that he brings um, because he himself can't really do some of the stuff that cop does individually. And I think that that is one of the big reasons why cop is so much more effective at even strength at creating opportunities um, and kind of just destroying opponents like he is with the Rangers. I mean, he's been in my estimation, the best trade deadline acquisition that I think anyone had. Um, Obviously, Claude Giroux was was a big ticket guy, and there are some other players out there who would certainly uh, come into contention for it. But I think in what Cop does at all situations, whether it's on the PK, even on the power play if you need him to, uh, and certainly at even strength, he has been a game changer for that Rangers team. So um, Appleton, he's just not going to be that kind of guy. Qualify him, uh, or if you have a multi-year deal in mind, keep it to like three years. I think that that's pretty reasonable. Uh, it, it gives him some job security. Hopefully you can sign him for pretty cheap. And yeah, you don't have to worry so much about finding a bunch of like fourth liners to uh, filter into the team. Also, you know, Appleton's obviously pretty familiar with the system. So uh, he'll be, you know, obviously getting to know a brand new coach. But, you know, maybe uh, maybe this will be a good fit and a good test to see if he's got something more in the tank. On a related note, I think Jensen Harkins is another guy that I, I kind of have up and down feelings about. Harkins, uh, he's another guy that I think on his own can't really create a lot of opportunities. Um, Jansen, especially when you pair him with like fourth liners who are maybe more defensively oriented or just can't really keep up in general. Uh, Harkins really struggles to do anything with those kinds of well, line mates, unfortunately. He had shown flashes of high-end skill and some really good scoring ability when he was playing with guys like Mark Shifley. But once you take him away from, from Mark and the Funky Bunch, uh, you start to find that Harkins has some very clear limitations in just how much he can do. I, I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means in terms of like the utility value that you get out of him, you know, if you put him in your top six, you're asking a lot of a guy who doesn't really bring a, a particularly stout defensive game and who is maybe a little reliant on having that elite playmaker uh, tied to his hip. But, but you know, on the other hand, I, I guess you might also say that if Harkins continues to show good goal scoring prowess, uh, especially in a more top six role, which I think is still probably a little bit too much to ask of him. Um, but, you know, in the off chance that he does, I think that there's a reasonable contract extension there. I, I, I just think that there's enough in his game to where I'm, I'm not really you know, jumping over the moon to sign him long-term. I think I'm kind of in the same boat that I am with Mason Appleton in that I think Harkins can play a, a play a role with some skill, but if you ask him to start doing a lot of the stuff that depth lines are often tasked with, I just don't really see him being that effective. Um, he's not a PKer. Uh, I think he could actually work on the power play in some limited situations. He's got some really good finishing talent, but, you know, again, 
if you're looking for a guy who is more versatile and brings a lot to uh, whatever line he's on, Harkins just isn't really that guy for me. I think if you give him a, a great passer or somebody who creates space, Harkins can kind of filter in behind and be a good cleanup guy. But beyond that, uh, I, I think it would be expecting a lot. So yeah, Appleton, Harkins, I would prefer to keep them on short-term cheap deals. Uh, I, I think that that's probably a realistic scenario. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't really know that there are many teams desperate to get uh, after these two. Maybe Appleton because he's got some PK ability, but, you know, beyond that, mm, I, I think the Jets can probably safely count on them returning to Winnipeg next season. Now, there are some players that I think are more likely to maybe uh, hightail it out of the Jets room, and we'll talk about some of those guys in particular um, in just a little bit. I think one of them, uh, for me, is a, per- a particular note of concern. But before we go into those free agents, I just wanted to shout out our wonderful friends at Built Bar. If you've heard me talk about Built Bar before, you know that I'm personally a big fan. It's the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% chocolate exterior and a uh, soft, chewy interior. But, you know, obviously they've been working on a lot of new flavors and they've got a really cool one that I think you're going to love. They finally have built granola bars. Uh, we've been asking for it. A lot of our fans uh, certainly have been trying out um, many of Built Bar's classic flavors. And, you know, they're looking for more textures and more variety. Well, Built's got you covered with this great offering with three brand new flavors, including chocolate peanut butter, uh, cooked chocolate coconut and white chocolate berry. Let me tell you, these all sound fabulous. I can't wait to get my hands on them. Um, but, you know, as, as great as they sound, you know, you're probably wondering, are these healthy for you? The answer is heck yes. Built bars clocking in at around 130 to 150 calories, uh, four to five grams of carbs, seven on the high end, and uh, around 15 to 17 grams of protein. So whether you're looking for a breakfast boost, something right before your workout, an afternoon snack, whatever it is, Built Bar is there to suit all of your lifestyle needs. To place your order, go to Built.com. And be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are continuing our discussions on uh, Winnipeg's free agent situation, which is a little bit dire in certain areas. Um, A lot of uncertainty, especially when it comes to uh, how the coaching staff is going to handle the Uh, potentially returning players, uh, any departures that the Jets are going to have to contend with as well will also heavily influence those plans. But we don't even have a head coach right now. So none of these questions really matter, I guess, until uh, we finally get some clarity on on who's going to be running this team next year. Uh, Obviously, that is a a very scary question for the Jets. But, you know, we can only hope that they have a a pretty good plan in place. Um, I'll be honest, the Jets don't give me a lot of faith based on how the Jets have... uh, hired in the past, but you know, one day I just hope to be pleasantly surprised. I set my expectations low so that there's no way the Jets can hurt me. Uh, we do have some free agent discussions to be had though, and, and certainly some of the guys I think on this list are, are probably bound for other teams. Before we get into that though, I just wanted to say thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. While you're at it, though, I highly recommend that you also check out Locked On Now. It's a podcast that gives you nightly recaps of every NHL game 
with analysis from our local experts. What's super cool about Locked On Now is that it distills the most important takeaways from major news, game recaps, um, and all of the latest rumors, uh, trade announcements, all that fun stuff in 30 to 40 second digestible chunks. So you get the most important action related to your favorite team in a very short, quick format. It's uh, available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, same as the ones that Locked On Jets is on. So give them a like, follow, and a subscription right now. And uh, again, thank you for your continued support of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, Jets free agents, uh, there's one that I think is is really worth spotlighting. And obviously this one, um, this one's going to be a tough pill to swallow because I think Winnipeg really screwed up here. Uh, I, I don't know what Dave Lowry and the coaching staff were doing with Hellebuck constantly being in the pipes, but Eric Comrie was like a handful of games away from getting RFA status for qualification. Now, though, because he didn't actually play, I think it was like a minimum of 24, 25 games, uh, we're looking at Comrie be- becoming a UFA, which based on his season numbers in less than 20 games, uh, or maybe it was around 20 games or so, he he's going to get serious looks. I think we're, we're looking at a guy who's probably signing in a similar neighborhood of what... Uh, Laurent Brassois signed with um, Vegas for, which is probably one and a half million or so. I think Comrie is probably do a pretty good raise. And honestly, if you're looking for a, a, a team that's got maybe a vacancy at starter and no clear alternatives, Comrie might be a guy worth taking a punt on. I, I have to say that his mechanics, uh, his tracking, his positioning, everything was really clean this year, relatively speaking to what I've seen uh, in past seasons. He used to scramble a lot, be very panicky. Um, his puck tracking and puck handling were both poor, uh, not necessarily because um, he he had no talent. It's more like something was just fundamentally flawed in his mechanics, and it hadn't really improved all through the AHL. But you know, this year, he's a he's a totally different goalie. Uh, I really felt that he deserved more starts, even just ignoring the whole RFA status issue. The guy just honestly should have been given more shots to be a, a nice backup for the Jets. I think he earned more games. I think he did a great job of uh, spelling Hellebuck. And frankly, the Jets continuing to ride Hellebuck into the ground just on a very practical level, it doesn't make sense to me. But uh, Comrie is probably going to walk. I, I don't know if he'll actually come back. Uh, he's due for a raise. Uh, if he does get a big, you know, payday, good for him. And also the Jets have themselves to blame for that. The fact that he didn't play the RFA qualification games is just to me very stupid, but, uh, you know, what else is new? Winnipeg hasn't always managed its roster to the maximum level of efficiency and, uh, crap happens. So yeah, I hope Comrie comes back. I think he's definitely earned a look. And to be honest, I don't have a lot of faith in, uh, Mikhail Berdine to be, you know, become the, the next backup. So yeah, Comrie, please don't go anywhere. I, I hope that he takes a reasonable deal. And uh, if he can also get a raise for his hard work, I think that that is very much deserved. The one thing I'll say is like, I may ask for players or, or like hope that players sign reasonable deals that are team friendly. But at the end of the day, I'm always very pro labor. Uh, and I think in this case, Comrie getting a nice raise is absolutely deserve, deserved. So hoping uh, Eric gets a nice Jets deal and you know he'd be a, he'd be a nice backup to keep around. As far as the Jets are concerned, there is one other player that I want to mention uh, before we kind of move on to some of the league free agents. This is an RFA that I feel like for the Moose is basically a no-brainer for the Jets to bring back. That is CJ Cease. Uh, Cease is you know one of those guys who's not exactly a high-end elite playmaker at the NHL level. I think you've seen a lot of uh, deficiencies in his game that 
you know, while he is extremely hardworking, uh, he seems like a great guy and, and very much a character leader on the team for the Moose. It just hasn't really translated into a lot of uh, utility value at the NHL level. And I don't think, you know, just playing him more games is going to reveal something magical. I think what he is, is a guy who has done a great job as being one of Manitoba's uh, front runners in their top six. He has pretty decent AHL finishing talent. I I think he's done well with the Moose and given them some stability when they've had a lot of roster turnover. And, you know, for CJ, I think coming back to the Jets makes a lot of sense. He's comfortable. He's settled. Uh, you know, Winnipeg is a pretty decent landing spot. And, you know, in case of injuries, I'm sure that his name will pop up as an injury replacement option, uh, a guy that you could call up as either your 13th forward or maybe even to fill in on fourth line duty in a spot situation where, you know, that's necessary. So Cease, you know, I think uh, would be great to come back. And hopefully if the Moose get some more scoring depth next year, Cease can be a part of the team that makes a really deep playoff run. Uh, this year, they just really couldn't score score at all. Um, they relied too much on their back line. So, yeah, we'll see how it handles. Uh, I hope that uh, CJ gets some really cool playoff success. I've, I've gotten to, the chance to talk to him in the past. He was as nice as they come, and so I've always had a soft spot for CJ. Uh, I hope that uh, the Moose actually get some finishers because, you know, they do all the hard work. It's just not really been easy to put it in the back of the net. But uh, you know, as far as the Jets for agents are concerned, that is like the bigger allotment of them. There are some guys that are prospects that I think the Jets are just going to bring back. So I don't really expect to have to talk about them a ton. You know, David Gustafson's basically a no-brainer. Same with Leon Gavanki. Uh, you know, the usual suspects. But um, if anything does change, of course, we'll talk about any departures that catch us off guard or anything, uh, maybe even some arrivals that surprise us. But for the time being, I do want to kind of transition and talk about some of the upcoming major free agents from around the league, uh, because this is going to be a pretty crazy offseason. Some of the biggest names in hockey are going to become available. um, And while some of them are certainly on the wrong side of their 30s, they're still really darn good players. So there's definitely value in taking a look at these contracts. And hey, maybe the Jets should be in on at least one of these guys. We'll talk about who's going to be available in just a moment. But before we go any further, I wanted to shout out our wonderful partners at BetOnline. They are your number one source for all of your betting needs and sporting info. You can find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, uh, all of the MMA and boxing fights you can handle, and even next season's NFL futures. Not at any of those, no problem. They've got stuff like Vegas casino games, European football, F1, whatever sport or fun game uh, that you're into from the world of betting, BetOnline's got you covered, and they've got it in a really easy-to-use, convenient format. I've placed a bet myself on a Bundesliga match. Really couldn't be easier, even for a newcomer like me. Uh, But more than that, they just have so much sporting wagering information, live betting, playoffs, esports, Again, they've got all the bases covered, and they make it easy to use, digestible, and you'll always have all of the latest information and data available at your fingertips. So get started by going to betonline.net right now on your laptop or mobile device to learn more about the latest trends in action so you can be part of the game. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked on Jets. We are uh, taking a look at some free agents from around the league. We covered a few from the Jets. Now it's time to take a look at some of the biggest names on the uh, you know NHL free agent market because 
lot of guys are about to hit UFA status, and this is going to be a very fun time if you're looking for uh, maybe some veteran players who still bring quite a bit to the game. One of the biggest names right now that's floating around is Evgeny Malkin, and Malkin, make no mistake, he's not you know a nine and a half million dollar player anymore. That 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 time has definitely come and gone. Uh, but what you're getting with Evgeny is still one of the most creative playmakers, uh, a really forceful guy in possession, and somebody who's you know on ice impacts are still at the level of frankly an elite player. Uh, is he going to be like top top end? No, he's like 36. He's got a long injury history, and at this point, um, I don't know what he's going to do with his career. I I can't imagine him retiring. I feel like that would be silly, but. You know, he's also played a lot of hockey, and if the Pens don't want to sign him, maybe this is where he hangs it up. I, I think it would be a bit premature, and honestly, I would imagine him taking some kind of a contract discount to stay a, a member of the active Pen squad, but I don't know. His future is very cloudy. Um, if Malkin were to consider moving, uh, should the Jets go after him? Let's say Pierre-Luc Dubois does walk. If you are serious about contending, if you're serious about being a strong team next season, uh, one that can actually make a deep playoff run, Malkin is one of the most interesting high-risk, high-reward options. And I say high-risk because I don't think he's going to be looking for like a short-term deal. Um, If I'm the Jets, this is a tough call because he doesn't really fit the profile of any of the players that, you know, typically Winnipeg wants to build around, but if you're looking for a big budget free agent that could really transform your top six, Malkin for me is a fascinating option. But again, he's 36. I can't imagine him going for like two or three years. If he does take that kind of term, uh, obviously that means a pretty hefty cap hit and Winnipeg might not be able to stomach that. So uh, obviously Blake Wheeler's money is still on, on the books and that's a little bit difficult for the Jets to navigate around. But, you know, in a in a fantasy scenario, I would kill to watch Malkin for the Jets. I think he's a phenomenal player. I think he plays a game that would actually be very appealing to Jets fans. Uh, he's a very strong physical player, and you know that that release and vision of his, just even in his his seniority, so dang good, man. He's such a fun player, uh, and uh, like I hate the Pens, right? But I still enjoyed watching Malkin during his prime. One of the other free agents that I'm I'm nowhere near as interested in, but still this guy's going to command a pretty hefty sum. It's going to be Claude Giroux. Uh, Giroux, I don't think is going to go back to Philadelphia. I just don't see that being realistic for what the Flyers need. And frankly, Giroux is kind of nearing the end of his career in just a couple of seasons. So he needs to chase a ring. And I think that that is only going to be possible by moving to an actual contender. Uh, there aren't that many teams that can honestly, fit really big roster move. So I think he's kind of in a tough position because I think teams have gotten a little bit better about paying veteran players a lot of money over a lot of term. But Giroux is probably going to be one of the few exceptions. Uh, Could the Panthers keep him? Hmm. Yes and no. I I think the Panthers are obviously going to have to deal with a lot of free agents and guys departing. Uh, If he takes a team-friendly deal, yeah, I mean, just just get him signed and locked up. You've already come this far, full send. Um, but it's 
it seems a bit strange to consider him uh, in in a longer term role with the Panthers. I could see it if he's trying to do the kind of like, who was it? I think it was like either Pat Maroon. Yeah, I think it was Maroon uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning taking like, I don't know, a mill a year. It's super cheap for what he brings. He's a great player at that at that price range. Uh, Giroux is obviously way, way more uh, impactful. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that there's a potential there. Um, but is it likely? Probably not. Uh, yeah, man, this 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 free agent class is so unbelievably stacked, if we're being honest. Um, you know, I, I've, I've had thoughts about Alexander Radulov for the Jets, but I think at this point he's probably a little bit past his prime. If Radulov would join Winnipeg for like, I don't know, two and a half million or so by maybe two or three seasons, I'd be very interested in that. But beyond that, probably not. Uh, his his points totals were pretty regressed this year. His ability to impact the game has definitely declined. Uh, but if you're looking for a KG veteran who's got a bit of a harder edge and certainly has a pretty nasty release, yeah, Radulov is Radulov. Aside from that, there are plenty of free agents. Uh, again, I've only really scratched the surface of the UFAs. We'll talk about uh, on future episodes some guys that I think the Jets should target. Uh, obviously, Paul Stastny is a big one, just bringing him back on a, a reasonable deal. But if he's not interested, there are some names on here that I frankly think the Jets should take a swing on. Uh, some of them are in their mid to late 20s. Um, some of them are a little bit older than that. But if the Jets play their cards right... Maybe they can make some really cool uh, improvements from external sources without really sacrificing uh, a lot of the futures and assets that they frankly need to start stocking up on because, let's be honest, a rebuild is a lot closer on hand than it than it should be. But, you know, we can complain about all the wasted years. It's not really going to do any difference now. Uh, the damage is done. It's just time to talk about the future of the Jets and hope that the next couple of seasons under whoever comes to uh, coach this team is fun and engaging and rewarding for Jets fans. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the ranting that I'm going to do. Uh, again, tomorrow, I'll probably have some more thoughts. I'll give you some playoff updates. We had one game uh, yesterday evening that I watched a, a good deal of, and I'll add that one to the rotation just because, you know, now that the Panthers are out, not as many games on right now. So yeah, we'll save our action for tomorrow's episode. But again, for tonight, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.